Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are, whoever you're with today, we want to say God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that today really makes an impact in your life. Not because of me, but because of Jesus today. Our hope is, is that you extend out your faith and touch God, and God touches you in an incredible way. Well, this is Mother's Day, and we just wanted to say Happy Mother's Day to everyone, to all the mothers. I especially just wanted to say a happy Mother's Day to my mom who taught me so much and does so much uh, for me and she's really been um, just a strength in my life and helped me in so many ways. Thank you so much, Mom. I love you. I also just wanted to um, just recognize my wife, the mother of my children. She is an awesome mom and uh, life with boys is not easy and me uh, is not easy, but she finds a way to do it and she does it so well. Also, just wanted to recognize all the moms that of um, orphans and foster children, and if you've adopted. Um we just wanted to say thank you so much and God bless you for your courage and your strength and your love. And I wanted to just um, say especially thank you so much to the single moms. Thank you for all that you do and all that you've done and the sacrifice you've made and the hard work that you do and all the love and prayers that you've poured into your children and, and the effect that you're making in the lives of your children is amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, we hope that you enjoy your Mother's Day. Uh, this used to be the busiest day in restaurants. This just might be the busiest day in kitchen for guys. Um, I don't know if you're going to be ordering out today, but good luck with that, fellas. We want to just share some today. I wanted to um, share something from my heart and kind of a, a life lesson that I've learned from my mom and other women in my life, um, my wife and, and so many other women that have been a godly example to me. And uh, today I'm not going to be necessarily talking about uh, on a Mother's Day theme, but it definitely fits because of the women that have been in my life and the faith that I've seen in their life. Um, this has really helped me in my life, but also shaped this message. I want to just talk to you today about how God takes a little and it becomes a lot. In Matthew chapter 17, Matthew chapter 17, if you'll turn or click there, in verses 19 and 20, I'm reading out of the NIV. It says this, and when the disciples came to Jesus in private, they asked, why wouldn't or why couldn't we drive out the evil spirit of that young man? And, and you read the account before that, you'll see what they were talking about. But Jesus replied to them, and he said this in verse 20, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And then he addresses it again. Jesus says it again, but I'm going to read it out of Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 11, Jesus talks about it again. He mentions it one more time, but I'm going to read it out of Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, again in the NIV. Jesus said this truly, assuredly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say, it will happen and it will be done to them. Amen. I want to just let you know today, one of the most important lessons that I've learned or been taught is that it's the little things that become a lot. It's how God can take little things and God can take small things and they become great things in the hand of a living God. Uh, I believe that as Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us. That's the key. 
And there's some tremendous things here about faith that I want to share with you today. But I really want to get this message across that small faith can move big mountains. I want you to say that. that amen. Maybe to someone sitting by you or maybe to yourself. Small faith can move big mountains. And I believe that if we will do the little things like they're big things, God can do the big things like they're little things. Uh, you can text amen if you'd like I'm missing everybody here today and all the amens and shouting that we do together and rejoicing over the word. But, you know, I want to just look at this scripture for a second. Because if you read the scripture, and as we just read it, and you see clearly that there's two things here that could be considered a contradiction, but they're not. Jesus uh, told the disciples, they asked him, said, why couldn't we cast out the devil in that boy? And he said, because of your little faith. And then he goes on and he said, if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed, and it would. Again, now mustard seed faith, I mean, that's small. So that's tiny and little. So is Jesus contradicting himself? No, he's not. What he's saying is, and if you read, in, that's why I had to read Mark's gospel, because if you read it, what he's addressing is he's talking about is they sort of believed. They kind of believed. They didn't fully believe. There was a little bit of doubt there. There was unbelief there. And because of that, Jesus said that was little faith. But then he said it takes just small faith. So, I mean, if you can just have small faith, completely trusting in the Lord, you can move mountains. So small faith can move big mountains. And so Jesus isn't contradicting himself. He's just addressing the fact that they had uh, unbelief in their heart and doubt. Because he says in Mark's gospel, don't doubt, but believe. And so that's what little faith is to God, is weak faith. It's when we have doubt and, and we're not fully trusting Him. But I want you to know that when we do have faith, it just takes a little faith. There's an old song that said that. It just takes a little faith. And what I mean by that is just complete trust in the Lord. And many people compare themselves to other people and think, well, I've got to be like this person, have great faith, and I've got to work it up, and I've got to do this and that, and then God will hear me. No, Jesus said that small faith can meet, move big mountains. Amen. Let's say it again. Small faith moves big mountains. Amen. But you know what? I've looked at the scriptures and I see all this through the scriptures that with God, a little becomes a lot. I mean, look at David. David was a, a little shepherd boy. And when people saw him, they saw a little shepherd boy, but God saw a great big king on the inside. And when David was young and he was a little teenager and he went and faced a big Goliath, the Bible says that because he had faith, what did he say? Hey, he said, the very first thing he said is that this, this giant is bread for us. Man, we can do this thing. He had faith. And so God used his faith and conquered a big giant and eventually the entire army. And so uh, as we look through the scriptures, we see that God started with a small town man called Abraham, named Abraham, and he had small ideas and small dreams, but God took this small-minded man from a small town, and he made him a father of many nations, made him a great, great man, and uh, we look at, again, some other stories in the Bible. When Jesus was sitting at the, the Bible says, receipt of customs, or where people brought in their gifts into the city to, for offerings or to, for gifts, the Bible says that many people are bringing all these huge, expensive, big gifts. And this little old woman walked up and she gave what it called a, a mite, or she gave just, we would put it in cents today. It wasn't that much. But Jesus told, hey, he shut everything down, said, hey, everybody just needs to stop and watch and listen to what I'm saying. This woman 
put in more than everybody here. And everybody was probably dropped their, their, their jaw and said, what? Yeah, she put in all that she had. And she put in more than everyone. And the Bible says great or big would be her reward in heaven. And there was a young boy that brought a, a lunch, a small lunch. God used a little lunch to feed 5,000, the biggest picnic in history. Jesus used a little lunch. And there was, in the book of Acts, there was a little prayer meeting that started in an upper room and it created a world revival. And that revival is still growing today. So with God, a little becomes a lot. Many people want a million dollar faith. They want a million dollar faith, but God says just start out with a dollar faith. That's what I can use. I can use that faith. And so a little can become a lot with a big God. Let me just give you some principles about this and about faith and about believing God and trusting the Lord and how our little can become a lot. I believe that sometimes it seems that it can be insignificant or it's the seemingly unseen things and insignificant things that we do that makes the biggest impact. Let me just share with you some things that I feel. Number one, faith towards God. Well, as we see here is Jesus teaching on faith and, and some other things, but he teaches on faith. It's faith towards God. Your faith is valuable. Your faith is worth it to God. It is valuable. God wants you to add to your faith. He wants to do things to build your faith and strengthen your faith. Your faith towards God is very, very important. It's very valuable. And so what are the things that build faith? What are the things that strengthen our faith? Well, I believe communicating with God, talking to God, that's prayer. God used Elijah and he said a little prayer and that little prayer made it, it didn't rain for three and a half years. It brought a drought for three and a half years out of that little prayer. But then again, the Bible says that he prayed and what did the, his servant see after the seventh time when he went looking on that cliff, he saw a little cloud and that little cloud brought a big rainstorm. So prayer goes a long way with God. And also our praise. Our praise is so valuable to God, so important. If a little praise. You remember the story of Jehoshaphat when he was outnumbered 10,000 to 1 and these armies came together after him. And the Bible says that put the singers out front. Gave him a little secret to victory. He said, put the singers out front. Put your worship out front. And what did he tell them to sing? A very simple little song. And then glory to God and praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. That's a little song. And out of that little praise, out of that little song, I believe there was a great victory. The Bible says that tens of thousands Thousands of soldiers began turning on one another and the whole armies that came against them were, de were uh, defeated and died. And there was a great victory out of a little song. Amen. And the word of God is so important. So we got prayer and praise and the word of God. This is faith towards God. These are things that build our faith in the Lord is the word of God. Uh, I heard when I was a little kid that a word a day keeps the devil away. Well, I believe there's some truth to that. But I believe that a word a day will strengthen your faith. It will cause you to take a little word, uh, you know, just whether it's a little scripture to memorize or a little thought of the day or something from the scriptures. Sometimes it's that little word, that little scripture, that, that, that one thing I memorized or God touched me with, that it, it changed not only my whole day, it changed the outcome of my life. So a little word uh, goes a long way. And so uh, with a little word, Jesus healed a man. He spoke a word. He just spoke one word and somebody got healed. And so we know the power of God's word. The Bible says that God spoke the word, his word, and the worlds came into being. God said one little word, let there be light. And we see that there was a huge, huge light. 
So not just faith towards God, but the second thing is very important, and that is our thoughts. Our thoughts are, are very important. We've got to guard our thoughts because they can determine your destiny. There's an old saying that says thoughts constitute character. Paul taught us and gave us instruction in Philippians and he said this is this kind of thinking. He gave us instructions on the thinking that shapes our lives. And it's the little thoughts. It's the little thoughts that shape our lives. He said whatever's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, Anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. These little things mean a lot. They will shape your life. They will determine who you become and what you do. And so these little thoughts can have a great big impact on our daily life. So practice these thoughts that Paul taught us in Philippians. The third thing is, is that our words. This, you know, this is, again, these things are important. All of them are important, but this is really critical. Why? Because this has a lot to do with, um, you know, where we're going and, and the people were uh, surrounded us and our relationships. Our words really determine where we'll end up. Our words, uh, and the Bible talks about our words and how important they are. It starts with small things. And there's nothing we can practice, nothing great we can practice in this area, what we're talking about today, with being thankful for the small things. I want you to just take a minute and just thank God for something very small. Thank God for a house. Thank God for, a fa for family. Thank God for good relationships. Thank God for a job. Thank God for something. There's something we can be thankful for today. If we'll just be thankful for the small, it'll make a huge impact in our lives. In Proverbs 5.16, it talks about this, about being content and being thankful. It says, better to have little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. Proverbs 16.8 says, better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. So it's better to have little with God. It's better to have little than great things without God, than a lot of things without God. But that starts with being thankful and grateful and content with what we have. And I believe that's a tremendous principle that will change your life and those around you. There's two words that the Bible talks about, and one of them is thankfulness or thankful. And the other word is grateful. There, there's two words that, that really mean something uh, important to us, and that is being thankful and grateful. Now, thankful is saying it. I believe thankful is saying it, saying thank you or saying it, it's a praise and all that. But gra grateful, gratitude, being grateful is showing it. So being thankful is saying it, being grateful is showing it. You're grateful because God saved you, so you show love and mercy to other people. What Jesus did for you, you do for others. Right? Showed you kindness and love and forgiveness, we do for others. And so that's grateful. So let's be thankful today. Let's say it. Let's be grateful today. Let's show it. And I believe that's important in our words. Little things become a lot in the Lord. And so I believe that uh, it's important even in our relationships. I, I was thinking about this this morning. How many times have I listened to old, an older couple or a couple that have been married for you know, 40, 50, 60 years and they're up, up there and we think, wow, you guys have been together that long. Amazing. Uh, and you know what? No matter how long they've been married or who they are, I always kind of hear the same thing. I always hear them go back to the very beginning. Somehow they always look 
the fondest on those years and those times when they had little. When they started out small. When they just had a little small apartment and they could save just enough money to buy a cheeseburger or something like that. Why do they think that those days are the most special? Because it's the little things that become a lot. It's those little times that they had together. The difficult times they went together in the beginning. That in the end it helped them stay together. I really appreciate that about so many couples that I've seen in my life that are great examples to me. They always taught me that it was the little things that become a lot. Jesus showed us this about preaching and our witness. When it comes to preaching the gospel and comes to preaching in general and witnessing for the Lord, He said, gave us these examples in Matthew 13 that they're like seeds. They're small little seeds that when planted in a heart, they become great, have a great big impact, become a great big miracles. And so it's the little things that we say to somebody. How about just something so simple like God loves you. Jesus cares. There is hope today. Those are small things that can make a great big impact. Our words have the power of life and death in them. Use your words today to make a big big impact in your life and then in other people's lives. And the other thing I see, not just in, in our thoughts, uh, our faith and our thoughts and the words, but also in our actions. That should be obvious. Our actions. How many ever heard that little saying that says, a little kindness goes a long way? Well, that's true. The Bible teaches us that our actions are important. Amen. Our works, our good works are so important because it's the little things. It's the little things we do for people, the unseen things. So whether you're a janitor, whether you're, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. In your company, you might be seen as the smallest or the most insignificant. But stay faithful to that job. Stay faithful to that position. And God will bless you. God will use you because it's in our actions. It's those little things we do. It's those little acts of kindness that we do that maybe people will never know. People will never see it. But God sees it and God blesses us for those in very large ways, impactful ways. The other thing is disciplines in life. It's what we call habits. It's the little habits. It's an Olympic athlete that does the little things sometimes. It's those little habits, those little disciplines, those daily disciplines that eventually lead them to a medal. It's those disciplines. Uh, someone said that if you sow a habit, you can reap a destiny. So we, we, we know it's those small things. But the Bible teaches us about another thing. It teaches us about our possessions. It, it talks about that it, we, it's stewardship, really, but it talks about it that we're in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, if you're faithful in little things, God will give you bigger things. God will bless you in larger things. Or you could turn around and say that if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. If we're faithful in our job, if we're faithful in the little things, and when it comes to our possessions, we're faithful to take care of what we have and not keep wanting other things and more things and not using what we have. Uh, I believe God blesses faithfulness. God uses faithfulness. And there's something about stewardship God te- Jesus teaches over and over and over again. Be faithful. Be faithful in the little things and God will entrust you with more. Amen. Be faithful in giving. Be faithful in that, that uh, it's that little gift sometimes that makes such a big difference. Maybe it's to someone in need. Maybe it's to a neighbor. Maybe it's to uh, an organization or a charity. Whatever it is, just sometimes that giving. And it's not necessarily just money. It's important, but it's other things. It's your time. It's your prayers. It's your effort that makes such a big impact. 
And then in our relationships. I believe that in our relationships we can see such a big impact if we'll just take little things, that, that there's little tiny things or simple things and they become a big impact. Let me give you an example. They say that a, a father that takes 15 minutes a day, just 15 minutes a day with his children, reduces the risk of whether it's drug abuse, runaways, whatever it is, danger, evil in the child's life or problems in their life later on, reduces it drastically if they'll just take a little time. Couples who take a little time, 15 minutes, 30 minutes a day, just to sit down, talk to each other, look at each other, go, just even if it's talking about your schedule, your plan, taking that time makes such a big difference. So in your relationships, take some time. That little time that you take, it doesn't have to be, sometimes it is important to do, you know, uh, uh, that, that quantity of time, that, you know, large amounts of time with people and spending time getting to know them, sure. But sometimes it is that little time that we spend that makes such a big difference in our relationships. Again, the littlest things can be the simplest things, and the simplest things can lead to the greatest things. And lastly, just wanted to share with you about some of these principles in our lives, how they work and how little things become a lot. How about your future? How about your dreams? How about your aspirations? Some of your goals in life? Some of what you want to do in life and where you're going in life? How about that? How about it takes just a little bit? If you'll just do a little at a time, sometimes, you know, you, you, you just do this little planning. I believe little planning will make room for big ideas or for big plans. And so when it comes to our future and our goals and our dreams, God even teaches us that it's the small things, the little things. God told Zechariah in the Old Testament, speak to the, the king, and, and as he's rebuilding the, the temple, tell him to not to despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise those days when you're just putting one brick on top of another. You're sweeping here or clearing a path there. Because one day this is going to be a beautiful uh, temple. It's going to be uh, beautiful. And so God even gave us that, that uh, principle when it comes to our dreams and our future aspirations and things like that is, listen, it takes time, but don't give up. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't dis those that are in the ministry or you're a pastor, don't, don't look out in a congregation of just a few people and say, oh, man, I wish we were bigger. I wish this. I wish. Don't despise those days. Don't look on those days at, at, uh, as something that's wrong with you or your ministry. Those are good times. Those are good days. God only needs a handful of people to change the nation. Amen. So it's the little things that become a lot. I believe that also that to every great principle of liberty in Christ, there is always a challenge that's presented. And so like we see these principles that I just shared with you in your life and how little things become a lot and believing God for uh, at times little things can lead to big things. You know, with those, with those uh, promises or with those, those expectations, there also comes some challenges. And let me give you two challenges when it comes to the little things. Number one, avoid the little negative things in life. What do I mean by that? As Paul taught us in 1 Corinthians, that a little leaven leavens the whole lump, or a little yeast eventually affects the whole loaf of bread. Now Jesus taught the same principle, but he said it in a positive way about the kingdom of God. He said it that the kingdom of God is not just like a mustard seed. He said that it's like a mustard seed, it's small, and it starts as a little seed, but it grows and it overcomes the whole garden. 
But then he also said it's like a little yeast in, in bread, just a tiny little bit. Eventually it works its way through and affects the whole lump. But Paul says this, and this is a negative way, that it can turn that way. That we can actually see that there's a little things in our lives that have a negative effect on our whole life, on our relationships, on our marriage, our family, our children, or whatever, our, our jobs. And so we need to avoid those things. And the Bible teaches us how to avoid those things. Well, what are some of the little things that can really lead to big problems? Well, it could be, as Jesus taught here, little doubt, a little uh, unbelief. A little doubt and unbelief. Jesus, According to Jesus, your prayers won't be heard or things won't happen as we pray or we speak because we have a little doubt. We have a little unbelief. God wants us to have complete belief and, and trust in Him. How about a little fear? You ever just feed a little fear? It becomes a, a, a big monster. It's it just crazy. You know, you, you think maybe, well, gee, what's going to happen with the future of America? What's going to happen with my, my job? And, and if you get thinking about that long enough, if you get pondering on that long enough, and you feed into that fear, it becomes nothing but frustration, anxiety, terror. And uh, the next thing you know, you, you don't even want to go out of your house, touch anything. You're completely living in fear. And so we need to avoid the little negative things in life that Paul and, and some of the uh, other uh, people in the Bible teach us, like Jesus, that teach us about uh, doubt and unbelief and fear. How about this? The, one of the things that we need to avoid is a little lust, a little, just a little thought of, of, of you know, as, as if you're a married a, a husband, just a little thought about another woman. You know, affairs don't start out, just wake up one day and, oh, it just happens. No, it usually starts with a little thought of lust. It usually thoughts with a, it starts with a little thought or a little comment or a little, uh, you know, whatever you're watching or viewing or listening to or people you're hanging out, with, ha hanging out with. And so lust is one of those things that starts out small and grows into a major, major oppression. Um, when we lust after people and wealth and fame and pleasure, these are the things the Bible warns us, stay away from this kind of lust and desires because not because you're, you know, you're going to be uh, just in living in this little camp in a white robe and you're separated from the rest of society and that makes you a Christian. No, it's because it has a big impact on your life and it affects everyone and everything around you in your life if you give in to these little things that the Bible warns us about not to give in to. Little thoughts, the Bible teaches us, little thoughts can create big strongholds, as Paul taught us. And what did Solomon say in his wisdom? He said, in the Song of Solomon, he said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that have a huge impact, and a lot of times in a negative way. How about the little criticisms that we make, or the little uh, remarks and cutting remarks that we make, trying to get back at people, hurt people, or just because we're angry or upset with people. How about the little attitudes that can lead to big issues and big problems? It's the little criticisms that usually uh, give us the big wounds and, and uh, scars in our lives. It's the little remarks that people have said over the years that when we get older, even cause a, a huge, big insecurity and adequacy in us it's the little things that the little negative things that we need to avoid and so be on your guard watch yourself watch your thoughts your words uh, your actions be careful that you're not giving into these little negative things that can create huge issues in your life amen 
And the second thing that the challenge, this, this principle of liberty, as the Bible teaches us, the principles in Jesus, that this challenge that comes to us is not only do we need to avoid the little negative things in life, but I think the challenge is this. The challenge is, is that it starts with you and starts with me. It starts with us. God needs something to start with. God needs something to start with. Now, let me, let me just say this. I can speak over your life. I can give you encouragement. I can speak breakthrough. I can speak prosperity. I can speak blessing over your life. I could declare it over your life. I could even prophesy breakthrough and prosperity and blessing over your life. But until you activate your faith, you'll never see it happen in your life. I think that's a mistake of a lot of Christians make and the hindrances that come into our lives and we, get, we stall right there. Is we're waiting for, well, just because God said it in His Word or someone spoke it over us or we're hearing positive messages from the, from the pulpit, that somehow it's just going to happen. No, God needs you to take a step of faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding actions is no good. It's dead. And so even though you want it so bad, even though you need it so bad, you need a breakthrough, you need prosperity, you need a job, you need this. I can speak it all day long over your life, but until you can really uh, begin to, to uh, have an action of faith, until you come to the Lord and have an action of faith and take a step of faith, it probably, and I'm going to say, I guarantee you, it'll probably never happen in your life. In fact, James says that three times. Three times he emphasizes that faith without works is dead. And God uses what you already have. That's very important to understand. God uses what you already have. You don't have to go out and run out and do this and get that. What God wants to use in your life is probably right in front of you already. You've already got it. God uses what you have. God asked Moses at the burning bush, Moses, what is in your hand? I'm going to use what's in your hand. And it was just a staff. It was just a shepherd's staff. But God used what Moses had in his hand. And many times God uses what we already have or what we already give him. God can use it. And Jesus used Peter's net, that small net. And obviously it was small because when Jesus told him to go out and fish, he caught a huge catch, the biggest catch of his entire life because he cast out that small net. He obeyed. Through faith, there was action there. He heard Jesus say it, go out and you're going to catch. He had the action of faith and then he saw the results. With that little net, he caught the biggest catch of his life because he learned that a little becomes a lot. And so I want to say this quote to you again today and leave it with you that if you will do the little things like they're big things, God can do the big things like they're little things. Some of the things that may seem small to us on a daily basis are really big to God. That is your faith. That is just taking time with God and spending time and trusting in Him on a daily basis. And it's not just what you believe, but it's how you live what you believe. It's, it's the way you live out what you believe. That's the difference. That's what the difference is between a little and a lot. Between small things and big things. And I, I just want to tell you today that your life, your life, your single life can make a huge impact on many generations. How many of you are here today or just listening today and, and you know, you've had someone in your life, your mom, aunt, grandmother, a mother in your life or a woman in your life that it was her life impacted uh, families and people and generations and how many people and stories do we hear of that it was it was their grandmother great-grandmother great-great-grandmother or grandfather that that believed in Jesus and that heritage came down because it, it impacted so many generations so your life can affect 
a city, your life can affect a family, your life can affect a generation. And if you believe what the Bible teaches us here today is that with God, a little becomes a lot. Today, I want to ask you this question. What is the big mountain in your life? What is the big mountain? Maybe it's your, something with your job, your finances, your health. What is the big mountain today? I want you to just take the scripture that we read in Matthew 17 and take it to heart today and say, Jesus, I come to you, amen, with this mustard seed faith in front of this big old mountain. But I know that this small faith can move big mountains. What is the mountain today? I want to pray with you about that. And if you would like to get in touch with us and need prayer and would like to hear more about how God can change your life, please get in touch with us. But I want to pray with you today because I believe that whether it's a, a Goliath or a mountain or armies or healing or, you know, a disease or you need a healing or something like that, a big bill that faces your life, a big mountain, I believe that if we'll activate our small mustard seed faith, God can do great things today. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you don't know the Lord. Maybe you're just playing a religious game or going through emotions. You've gone to church. You've been around uh, people that are Christians or religious, but you yourself have never been born again. You've never come to the Lord and say, Jesus, I receive you and the gift of salvation that you gave 2,000 years ago when you died on the cross. I receive it for me. I repent of my sins. I believe in you with all my heart. Please, Lord, forgive me and make me your own. Wash me clean with your blood. I receive you today. I want to become a Christian. If that's you, I want to pray with you as well. Amen. Before we leave. And I believe God's going to do something big in your life today. Lord, we just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for these amazing principles in your word. Your word is life. It, it not just encourages us and makes us feel good, but it does something more amazing in us. It changes the way we think, the way we live, the way we feel. It does something amazing deep on the inside. I pray that the word today, not because of me, but Lord, because of you, that would change lives and help people and encourage them wherever they are, whatever they're going through, whatever mountain, whatever the Goliath is facing, whatever armies are facing, whatever uh, huge obstacles in their life, I thank you, Lord, that they have that mustard seed faith to move those mountains. Lord, I pray for those that don't know you. They're not born again. I pray that you would show your love and your grace. Lord, extend your mercy to them today. Let them see you love them all their life. Let them see that you love them, Lord, ever since they were, before they were born, really, Lord. You have cared for them and watched them, and you're calling them to be saved, to be your own, Lord. I pray for them today that they would make that decision and commitment to follow Jesus all the days of the life and receive eternal life from him today. I give you all the praise and glory, and I bless all the mothers today. I pray that all the uh, family experiences that we have, whether together or FaceTime or whatever, uh, whatever kind of communication we make with our moms today, I pray you would bless them. Give them rest and strength and grace to be, uh, to be who you called them to be. I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you.